For the last four episodes, we've covered the four virtues of Stoicism. Moderation, justice, wisdom, and courage. In this episode, we'll talk about how they can be applied. Uh, the Stoics talk a lot about living in accordance with nature. That sounds good, but what does this mean? How do we do it? And why is this podcast suddenly doing cold openings? Find out in 10 Lessons From... So I've been away for a while, it's been a long hiatus. Before the hiatus I was releasing one podcast a week um, and now I've returned older, wiser and I've moved flats, which to say is a time consuming activity would be an understatement. Um, the other thing is, is I've caught up with my writing. So the idea behind this podcast is that I would explore a subject, in this case, stoicism and regurgitate my learnings in podcast form. Now, um, because I've kind of caught up I'm going to try and stick to, I can't do weekly, I'm going to stick to a bi-weekly release. But enough about me, um, let's talk about living in accordance with nature. Obviously climate change is on everyone's mind. Uh, to take it back to me, I was actually going to do my next series of podcasts maybe on energy. Um, but actually when talk, Stokes talk about nature, um, what it kind of loosely translates to is the concept of things being as they are or intended to grow and change by nature. So this is a kind of a, a bit of a foreign concept and I found it useful to think about um, looking at mother nature to see what that means. So I'm recording next to my fantastic Swiss cheese plant and despite being way too big for the room it will grow on its own in accordance with nature and that's kind of the idea that it kind of grows and changes uh, by its own accord. So Stoics talk about um, uh, aligning themselves with nature, how do you do that? If you're not a plant, well, we can look to Seneca, who um, defines living with nature as the motto of the Stoic school. He says, um, living according to nature, uh, it's quite contrary to nature to torture the body, to hate unlabored elegance, to be dirty on purpose, to eat food that is not only plain, but disgusting and forbidding. So strong words there from Seneca. And um, when I first interpreted that, um, I kind of got the, the idea that he meant um, an eye to balance kind of our impact on the natural world, kind of like reducing our carbon footprint, that kind of thing, uh, when living with alignment with nature. But I think just talking about climate change is sort of pigeonholing um, the idea, and it's, it's much more than that. It's, it's more about trying to live your best self. Um, and in, Sto in Stoicism, there exists this sort of higher path, this ideal self, uh, and, and a kind of a life of virtue and living in accordance with nature expresses the, the kind of choice and effort that one must put in to live up to that image. So let's unpack this a bit because living in accordance with nature does mean be environmentally aware, but it also means um, living a life with virtue, which I think is a more broad uh, idea. Uh, it's quite abstract, so let's discuss what this looks like. Well, we've covered in our previous podcast on this, the four virtues um, that we've discussed before, and we can apply these, uh, and we'll do a bit more of this, but we can apply these four virtues to uh, living a stoic life. So let's go through them. First of all, we have wisdom. So living a life of wisdom uh, from a stoic perspective is and isn't limited to um, knowing what to focus on that is within your power and not to pursue things outside of your control. Like, uh, like wealth and fame. Not to expect figs in winter uh, is, a, is a quote that people throw around. 
that Marcus Aurelius wrote. Um, then there's moderation, and the main premise of this is knowing uh, when to pull away from our insatiable appetite in the pursuit of happiness and pleasure. There's an opposing school that um, doesn't do this at all, and I can't wait to talk about that in the next episode. But uh, moderation for Stoics is the idea of not falling into greed, which Seneca defines as an unnatural desire. Next, we have the Stoic value, justice, and this great Stoic Epictetus encourages us to see things as they really are, thereby sparing yourself from the pain of false attachments and avoidable devastation. To approach our everyday activities with the same discipline and degree of seriousness that an athlete or a soldier displays in their training. To exercise continuous vigilance and regularly examine our motives and our actions. And then finally, we have compassion. And uh, I found a good quote from J.S. Mill. Uh, I think actually it was Marcus Aurelius who said, um, that which isn't good for the hive isn't good for the bee. And a sense of realizing that you are part of something larger than yourself and working towards, as Seneca said, uh, the good of the whole. I'll talk about my personal feelings uh, in a later episode. But, you know, I think that last value, it gets understated a lot. Um, it becomes quite macho, this idea of going after a, a higher image, um, an abstract higher image and developing these virtuous strengths. Um, it, it's quite a sort of selfish endeavor. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll save my thoughts, but it has come under, um, under a scrutiny from, from other great philosophers like Nietzsche. I'm not going to pretend to be well-versed in Nietzsche. Um, I read Beyond Good and Evil a while ago uh, and I did a bit of digging. I think he takes issue that there's a um, single source of metaphysical truth that um, is a single definition of what people should be chasing, um, as I think anyone would when it comes to that kind of ethic, um, whether it be nature or God or in the Stoic sense, this idea of human nature. And then Nietzsche has this quote from Beyond Good and Evil. I'll put it in the audio description where he kind of criticizes Stoicism for being an optimistic faith and laments it for being uh, the rise of nihilism in Western culture. Um, and I don't really know enough to make uh, conclusions from this. It reads from a very naive uh, point of view, which is mine, that he's just taking a jab at um, what is currently in vogue at the time, or has been in vogue, uh, which is Stoicism. Um, and um, it's taking a bit of a pot shot, but I'm sure someone much smarter than me can give a better explanation. And if they want to give that explanation to me, I'll buy them a beer. Um, but there is another school that is diametrically opposed to Stoicism, and I find this absolutely fascinating. Um, they are the Epicurus, never to get mixed up with Epictetus, who is a famous Stoic, and if you're a dyslexic, that's a nightmare. But yeah, the Epicurus are really fascinating because they, they kind of run completely counter to what the Stoics have to say, and I think comparing the two is really interesting. Uh, so I'm excited for next episode, and it will be in two weeks, so listen then.